We've got risk on after a headline and uh, a press conference from, from Russian officials pointed out a de-escalation that the market seems to like right now, drawing down forces in Kiev, Ukraine's capital. So that could be a potential next leg for this recent rally. Joe Mazzola joining us, Director of Trading, Trader Education, Charles Schwab. Uh, Joe, I mean, this seems like we are taking one of our big risk points and perhaps lowering the risk associated with it. Yeah, it very well could be. First of all, it's a tough follow, you bringing me on after uh, Klein Top, so I appreciate <laughs> that. But I'll, I'll do the best I can, Oliver. Look, uh, You're a rock, Mazzola. Yeah, well, I appreciate that. Thank you. So yeah, I, I think you brought up some good points in that, look, this, this could be just kind of tr some traditional uh, Russian job owning a little bit, just, to, just to, to slow things down a little bit and kind of regroup. So we'll see what kind of happens after that. But the one thing that I would point out is it really does seem like a risk on trade seems to be back in this market. I mean, take a look at what you're seeing. You know, you and I were talking a little bit yesterday about the meme stocks and, and cryptocurrency. And, you know, look, it does seem like the retail public's kind of stepping their toes back into some of these names. And when they when they do so, that gives them a little bit of room to the upside here. And I don't think by any means we're in overbought territory coming off some of the lows. And we'll talk about some of the RSIs and some of the stocks we got coming here. But for, for a lot of these, even after some of the big moves that they had, we're, we're not in an area uh, where you would look at that and say, OK, well, this is a little too, a little too far, a little too fast. There, there could be some more potential uh, for a lot of these ETFs and a lot of the names that we're going to talk about today. Joe, the uh, response is pretty clear in this market. To your point, there are obvious uh, uh, risk points uh, to this Ukraine story, the inflationary risk points and uh, the geopolitical uncertainty. But for some of these companies that make fertilizer like Mosaic or our businesses that uh, benefit from higher commodity prices like energy, uh, those ones are obviously suffering a little bit here as we've got energy stocks down 3%. Mosaic down 9%. The market really believes this headline. It does. And I think that, you know, one of the things I'm going to keep an eye on is crude oil. You know, you talk about energy, but just crude, crude in general. It dipped below 100. I don't know if we're still there, but I was just checking a few minutes ago. It dipped below 100 uh, per barrel on the WTI. And if you want to talk about something that can maybe bring the, uh, the, the economy back to life a little bit, you get a sustained pullback in crude oil. And I think that you're going to start to see some of those sentiment numbers start to tick back up a little bit. Uh, you know, we got the big jobs number at the uh, at the end of the week here, unemployment. That's a lagging indicator. I'd probably keep a little bit more of an eye on today with the uh, job openings. Uh, definitely want to keep an eye on consumer confidence today. I think that's another big one to pay attention to. And then we'll have, um, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, I think we also have uh, some housing data coming out this week as well. All of those have been you know, for the most part, pretty bearish indicators that the, the market's been climbing a bit of a wall of worry on. Uh, so, you know, if those start to kind of turn around in a little bit more positive direction, like I said, there, there could be a, a few more legs to this. All right, let's see if uh, this uh, can spur extension of recent strength. Uh, it is a little bit of a different type of strength. The Russell doing better than the NASDAQ this morning. Uh, let's talk some companies. Uh, Joe, speaking of stories coming to conclusion, that Nielsen deal, someone uh, finally pulled the trigger, and uh, now we see uh, this company going private. But, uh, you know, story pretty much done after the takeover. Uh, this has been kind of rumored for a while, but I think it does suggest uh, there are still risk takers 
uh, in a lot of different forms. The risk takers in trading lately, buying those frothy uh, speculative names. And obviously M&A always is a general sign of confidence and ability and willingness to lay out cash. 16 billion for the old guard. I mean, it, it, I, I, yeah, exactly. you know, it, it kind of, it kind of sends a message that, I mean, we've been, you know, I think we've been seeing the writing on the wall for multiple years now that there's this transition in terms of kind of what, uh, uh, what, what old broadcast news is, right. You know, compared to what you guys are doing here or what we see with uh, just ratings in general, how do you, how, how do you measure all the different ways that people view media nowadays? And I, and I think that this is kind of, the end of that old guard, this the, this uh, transaction for Nielsen, but sixteen billion dollars in an all cash transaction. Uh, evidently, Brookfield still sees some value there, so uh, they they pulled the trigger on that one. Great uh, assessment. Uh, the old guard uh, has this business really struggled without uh, the need yeah. for the TV ratings data. Okay, uh, elsewhere this morning, uh, one earnings that's kind of interesting here, uh, stock that's been. Uh, cruising along sideways, and McCormick uh, up a percent. The Staples Group was also a place that uh, held on pretty well when markets got volatile. So after earnings, it seems like uh, the market likes what they saw. I do kind of wonder if the Staples uh, will come under any pressure on a day like today if we get a big thrust of optimism. Uh, what do you think, Joe? I mean, is this a group that could be at risk? Oliver, I will be pulling out the full ammunition of food puns on this one. The spice <laughs> is nice for McCormick. I mean, look, yeah, you're right. The valuations in the stables are a bit high. I mean, even you know, even though the company said they're expecting sales to grow three to five percent year over year, uh, they came and they beat on revenues, they beat on the on earnings per share. It does trade at a 34 times PE. It's two times the industry value. It does get a premium ranking within that industry, but um, you know, stock's already 25% up from its October lows. I do see some potential uh, short-term consolidation around this level. You said it's been trading uh, sideways. It's already kind of started to form that consolidation. You got the 50-day moving average right smack dab here where we're at between 98 and 99. You get a good earnings report. You got a little bit of a pop in the morning. It, it looks like it might be fizz fizzling a little bit already. So I'm going to end this one off by saying, uh, as an investor, you might want to marinate on this one a little bit before uh, you dip it. <laughs> I like it. Nicely done. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm done. I got them all out of my system, Oliver. I'm done. I was trying to get. I was trying to think of one, uh, but uh, I didn't. I didn't. It's too early for me to hit the puns. I'll have to outsource this to Ben Watson uh, with a chart later on. Uh, our, our pun master. All right. So the stock looks pretty good, up a percent, and uh, Staples as a group are you know, not a big winner today, but still up three quarters of a percent. So we're not seeing a big unwind in staples. Uh, we're seeing it really in the materials like the mosaic and then the energy companies. And of course, anything connected to gold too. So at this point, uh, enough broad strength in the market to keep those staples going, uh, though maybe it does lessen some of the uh, potential uh, utility of being in these stocks if uh, the market's volatility is dropping. We've got uh, VIX down below 20. 19, that's a, that's a pretty big move here. I mean, uh, because even when we had some of these rallies the last couple of weeks, VIX was staying bid. Uh, but now this is a four-week just drop. VIX is uh, getting crushed here, which seemingly confirms uh, some of this risk-on behavior. Yeah, well, I mean, Oliver, what, three weeks ago, it was 38. Yeah. So it, it, it's halved, basically. It's been cut in half. It's just, uh, look, it's 
as as the market has been able to digest a couple of really important things, knowing number one that look the the the, U, the Ukraine Russia conflict, uh, it, it I don't necessarily want to say that it's that it's easing or that it's over, but at least they're coming for talk. So I think the market's been able to digest that a little bit in terms of okay, it's not a shock to the system anymore. Uh, that, that's not to say that that can't change. So we need to keep an eye on that. Fed, uh, you know, the Fed talk, the hawkish talk, the market can look ahead and say, okay, the Fed's got a plan. They have a plan, and we can adjust around that plan. And I think that that, that to me, is a, a really important component of why some of that volatility came out. Uh, and then kind of last but not least, uh, Jeff brought up this, this point uh, a few minutes ago, this idea that we have not seen a lot of negative earnings revisions. And I think that that was something that heading into these last couple of weeks, there was a real uh, risk and a real worry that heading into Q2 earnings, we're really going to start to see some of those negative revisions. And we have not seen those yet. I don't know. Analysts could uh, be a little bit over rosy or in, in, in terms of their expectations. But as of right now, we have not seen those pull back. Yeah, good point. Uh, as you mentioned, uh, the chart from Jeff, uh, still a lot of positive expectations for earnings and some analyst uh, positivity this morning, too. Uh, two upgrades uh, that we're looking at, uh, price target Heineken Square, and then an upgrade on Fortinet from Barclays. That one actually I think is uh, arguably more interesting here. Cybersecurity company, another sector that uh, did get a lift during uh, the worst of the Ukraine and Russia headlines. So that's yeah. potentially a group that then might be exposed to unwind, but the overall uh, earnings potential and growth potential for security companies uh, like Fortinet, Barclays says you still want to stick with. Uh, they think it's going to 395, making a new high. Stock chart's been looking pretty good here. It has, and I agree with you, Oliver, that you saw some rotation into the security names, probably not as much as I think a lot of people thought. I think that uh, when you initially started to, to hear the talk about uh, the invasion of Ukraine, the first thing that a lot of investors looked at was, okay, let me get into these names because uh, we want to protect against hackers. We want to protect against, uh, you know, some of the um, some of the deviousness that you might see coming out of that region. And I don't think that you saw the big rotation that a lot of people were expecting. And I do think that this stock in particular, when you look at this double test of the 270 bottom in March and in January, showed that it has some relative strength here. And the RSI, speaking of relative strength, is only 60. So it's not in what we'd call like an overbought area. And that lends a little bit more credence. Uh, you know, Barclays came out, as you, as you mentioned, they they upgraded it to an overweight from an equal weight with that price target of 395. Uh, it, this thing could have a little bit of room to go, especially kind of given what they talk about, the, you know, the, the company's customer geographic and vertical uh, diversity. Uh, that that I think that helps a little bit because it does uh, lend itself into, uh, you know, diversifying that portfolio a bit. And it you know, could give some room to a little bit more of an upside move there. Two percent higher. Uh, cloud stocks overall about uh, one and a half percent higher today. Uh, really important group that is still very, very far from its highs, but the cybersecurity stocks are closer. So to your point, uh, there were still a very limited number of companies that were actually breaking out. Palo Alto was one of them, but a very short list or even some of that uh, geopolitical perhaps bid into cybersecurity uh, still had, had to deal with that long-term downtrend in cloud. So it'd be interesting to see how those companies respond and what type of uh, leadership might emerge on a day like today after we get this headline. Crude's down almost 6% right now. Gold down 2.5% in the dollar. 
uh, down a percent too. Russell's up almost two percent, so market's uh, pretty busy this morning. Uh, there's a price target hike over at Square, and uh, Joe uh, up about 1.9 percent. This stock, I think, is a, a good one to track right now because when its earnings report in late February caused a rally, it immediately went on my list of the top stocks to watch because it was like the first big, highly traded growth tech name to bottom on earnings. And now it seems like we're getting some extension of that, and analysts believe it's back. Not only should you, you know, kind of keep an eye on the earnings, but what basically with Square at this point, or excuse me, Block, you are taking a look at crypto, right? So as as the world turns in Bitcoin, as the world turns in crypto, you're going to start to see that in uh, in Block as well too. I mean, basically this company, you know, is down from a $280 high, so it's, it's had a massive pullback, held a $100 level, you know, pushing them back up towards 150. So it's had a nice little bounce. I mean, I think I think when you look at this company, you're 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 looking at the as the, as the cash app. You're looking at what Afterpay could do. Uh, you know, one of the things that I find a little bit interesting is that recent entry uh, into the kind of the, the teen space with that that cash app for thirteen plus teens. Uh, as a as a parent of a thirteen year old, this is scary, but at, <laughs> at the same time, uh, kind of helps me. Uh, know what uh, my 13-year-old daughter is spending on, where she's going. So I, I do kind of like that cash app. Uh, I will say this: Look, you know, upping that price target to 215 from 190 gives it a little bit more room. And once again, if we talk about the RSI and some of these other names, this is around 60 as well, too. So we're not pushing up to that that 70, that 75 level where a lot of traders might look at that as overbought. Could have a little bit more room to go. Okay, uh, block picking up the pace. I gotta get better at calling it block. I just Give me a different ticker, uh, please, uh, Mr. Dorsey. This, yeah, how do you see the SQ and not want to go square? Thank you, Joe Mazzola. <laughs> Appreciate it, sir. Thank nice you. analysis for us here this morning, uh, a coverage of some of the big swings uh, happening in stock.